Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and this is Gardening Week. Today we're going to talk about a concept from gardening, uh, which is over-watering, right? So imagine uh, you have a plant or a crop or a seed that, you know, let's say it's a prized tulip, uh, and you're going to plant this thing, and you are so proud, you know, it's imported from Denmark or wherever, uh, or, or actually, let me say, uh, Netherlands, and you are just so proud uh, and can't wait and you get the soil just right, you, you pick the right place with the right amount of shade and the right amount of sun, um, you figured out that this is the right climate for a tulip like that to flourish, you, you plant the bulb, and you're waiting, and then every day you go out and you just water the you-know-what out of it. You are just drowning this poor bulb in water because you're just so excited for it to grow. What do you think would happen with this overwatered bulb or any other crop or plant that you overwater? Yeah, you're not going to get the result that you want because you're basically drowning uh, the seed or the plant and it's actually working to the detriment of the proper growth, especially if there isn't good uh, drainage uh, you know, in the soil. And I like to think about this also in terms of our leadership and executive presence, what can happen is sometimes we can overwater uh, the people we're working with, right? Sometimes we can uh, give an assignment out to someone and maybe it's their first time doing it and we can give them too much information, right? That they can't even process. They're already confused. It's already going to be, um, it's already, it's already going to be a challenge. And all of a sudden we've given them so much information um, you know, to extend the overwatering metaphor, it's like they're trying to drink water from a fire hose. It's just way too much. So we've overwatered them in terms of information. Another way this can happen is we can, uh, you know, be over-involved. We can micromanage. Um, I don't know too many people who love being micromanaged. I'm sure there are times where you want a little bit more of a high touch, but you know, most people, if you ask them, they're not going to be like, yeah, I love being micromanaged by my boss, you know? Um, so there are times where maybe we are too involved in the minutia of what people do. Um, it doesn't even have to be your boss. It could be a coworker. You know, we're just, um, too insistent on, particular steps or ways of doing things because that's the way we would do it um, when there isn't just one way to do it and the other person just may have a different way of doing it either because they think differently or they were brought up to do it differently in terms of their expertise. It's going to get the same result um, but we're overwatering because we insist um, on just you know giving them way too many directions whether they're requested or not. So that's another example of overwatering. Uh, and a final example of overwatering I'd like to share with you is, you know, sometimes when someone's uh, doing something, we give them too much feedback, right? It's like you give them so much feedback that they're constantly thinking about your feedback and they're not actually executing the thing, right? So I often think about this in terms of things that I create where I do this to myself, right? I could spend a year 
uh, working on one post or one of these episodes or a video or a workshop and I could get all this feedback and I could make it better and I could hone it and I could polish it. But guess what? After a year, I'm still not done. Maybe I need another two or three months or uh, I could just get the feedback that I need either by asking for it or working with people who are able to give succinct feedback and just make the big things right and, and polish around the edges for my next one and iterate and make it better and better and better rather than trying to create the perfect thing in one go, which is not really realistic, um, probably doesn't have that much of a benefit and certainly isn't productive or efficient because you end up producing, um, you know, instead of producing, let's say, you know, 12 episodes in a year, you have one episode in a year. So what have you really uh, accomplished in terms of value is that one episode could be, but I would say often it isn't, is that one episode, which is done, um, you know, totally overwatered worth uh, the same as 12 episodes in terms of that collective value, which are each watered less, but just the right amount to get things out with a high enough level of quality and on time uh, and with great insights on 12 different scenarios versus just one. So what I'd love for you to do today is ask yourself um, who or what might you be overwatering, right? Is there someone who perhaps even asks for your guidance, needs or wants your guidance, but you are just giving them way more than they can handle, way more than they want, and uh, maybe most importantly, way more than they need in terms to perform better. And um, self-reflect, you know, grab that mirror and look at yourself. Is there something that you are overwatering in your own projects and in your own career? Do you really need to spend 30 minutes? Uh, my, my hand is up is guilty. I'm guilty of spending way too much time on like an individual email, right? Do you really have to format it a certain way and bold it and underline and colors and, you know, go back and edit it and make it shorter? I mean, uh, maybe if you're writing an email to the CEO and it's a really important thing, it might justify that. But for your run-of-the-mill email, is it, are you really spending the right amount of time? Could it just be um, easily dispatched with a text message, with an IM, or a very short email, or even, heaven forbid, a phone call, right, uh, where you talk to the person on the phone rather than um, giving them an additional email uh, to get the point across and to make progress? Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. You've been preparing for this your entire life. Your blood, sweat, and tears have truly paid off and brought you to this moment. You are highly skilled, highly recommended, and highly motivated. You step into the arena and suddenly... Aw, oh, 
come on, not this again. Ever show up someplace you're supposed to be, deserve to be, ready to excel, only to be met by a person who is surprised you're you and not someone else? Most leadership training for underrepresented professionals doesn't address the unique context of being in an environment where your advancement is still considered an anomaly. The Thrive Guide is designed to deliver strategies to address your unique challenges, such as overcoming negative preconceptions, how to get the best opportunities, dealing with disrespectful behavior, and more. By the end of this course, you'll have a guide to thrive, not just in some promise tomorrow, but wherever you choose to be today. Let's get thriving. Hello and welcome to Executive Presence Morsels Gardening Week. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and today really excited to talk to you about the concept of the right plant. And one thing that's interesting uh, when we start to consider this is there's so many ways to think about why someone would thrive or why they might have difficulty thriving. And I want to start the analysis by thinking about what is the right plant for the right garden or for the right soil, right? So I'm going to start off by saying there isn't really uh, an ideal sort of crop or an ideal plant, right? Each plant's going to have its own value um, and, you know, be wonderful in that it's alive and it's growing and it can provide some uh, value somewhere to someone who wants to eat it or use it for shade or um, any other purpose. Uh, the key here. Uh... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.